All right. Welcome to Moment of Truth. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. That's 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. And of course, you could be listening on the iHeartRadio app and take us with you anywhere you go. Download that app and punch in our coordinates and away you go. You can take us with you anywhere. And it is a pleasure to welcome to the show today uh, for a very, actually, a very special event. I have with me Mike Bone. If you don't know who Mike Bone is, well, it's not one person. It's actually two brothers. It's Little hmm. Mike and, and Funny Bone. And uh, they create the name Mike Bone. And it's a pleasure to have them on the show because they are actually the hosts of the event we're going to be talking about today, which is the very first International Indigenous Hip Hop Awards trade show. And it's happening May 22nd and 23rd. And uh, it's a celebration of Indigenous hip hop hop music. And uh, Mike Bone are, in fact... uh, right in there because these guys uh, have the have their own music out there. You may know them from America's Got Talent because it was there that they kind of got launched into the international, I guess, spotlight from uh, doing their song Rain Dance, which was on there. So guys, say go yeah. and welcome to the show. Hey, hey. Hey, what's thanks, up? Thanks for having us on, boss. Yeah, you bet. It's it's great to have you guys here. And you know, there's so much we could talk about, but let's get the let's get the basics out of the way first of all. Congratulations on hosting this event. When did you guys find out about it? And uh when were you asked to to be the hosts of this uh, this great international indigenous hip hop awards show? Cool. So we first heard about it. Um, way before the pandemic happened, because <laughs> yeah. we were supposed to be, it was supposed to be uh, in Canada in Winnipeg. A couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be last year. Yeah. But COVID came through and pushed everything back, and now we doing it virtual. So, uh, yeah, just, and, it, and the idea that, w- that when it was tossed to us, we were like, oh, snap, yeah, because we feel like native hip hop and Basically, native music in general is usually overlooked if it's not under a major record label or whatever. So, I mean, for someone to put together something that that gives us an outlet to um, not only, like, present our talents to different fan base, but, like, just give that exposure to people that normally would be overlooked because they're not from the industry. And it's uh, definitely, definitely a big honor just to be called upon to, to to host the first one. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do remember it was supposed to happen about a year ago. I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, now I think about it, we were supposed to do this interview about a year ago, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so it's great to have you guys here doing this virtually. In, in any case, now. Um, the lineup looks amazing. There's lots of great oh, stuff yeah. happening over the, the two days, right? So um, with your own involvement with music, let's talk a little bit about that and how this, uh, this has, has put you in this position. Um, I, you know, we, we talked about Raindance. That song got the attention of, uh, of the, I guess, like I said, the world because it was on America's Got Talent and, and, and it launched you guys into that spotlight. Um, that, I'm, I'm pretty sure, changed things for you. Um, but you guys have been doing this for a while, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's um, been about 27 years now. 26, 27, something like that. Somewhere around there. And it's just been a growing process 
from day one. Started off with uh, Mike doing it by himself, and then uh, I joined in 1997, and we've been together ever since. And um, we've had tons of record deal offers, yeah. but the industry is so twisted that we've had to turn them all down. We turned down a million dollar contract each. Yeah, they just, they try to get you to to work for Chomp Change. So they just pay you a big sum right off the bat. And then you sign a paper that says the rest of the money is just chomp change. They wanted to own us, change us, and then push us as something totally, something we wasn't. Yeah. And I think just being native, uh, kind of, it's not in our blood to represent something that we're not. Mm. So mm. we couldn't sign it. And well, you know, I'm wondering, is the fact that you guys have each other to lean on, is that a, is that a big support for you guys as you, you go through this and face the industry that, you know, when, when you have a, 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 an opportunity like that, it really, I guess, gives you guys an opportunity to bounce those ideas off each other, look at it with more, uh, with an extra pair of eyes, right, and, and consider all the, all the possibilities. Yeah, that and the fact that um, we were basically treating ourselves as a as an actual business anyway we had a logo a motto and we wanted to make business cards and pass those out and like you know everything that you would do for actual business we were trying to do and then we started trying to copy off of rock bands and how they were pushing their merchandise and their names and their buses and vehicles and whatnot and so we were like okay so if we, if we can get grab a, a what is it? A faithful crowd like a rock band, as a hip hop group, will be will be good. And then, you know, that's how we just we just learned everything from ourselves. We designed logos ourselves. We did flyers ourselves. We made our own beats at the time. We got the image. Mm-hmm. We'll, we, mm-hmm. This is why we dress like yep. not being twins, yeah, but just being a, a team, a yep. band, yeah, and just marketing ourselves in every way possible. And so that that really helped. Um, basically get our mind as a business, our mindset business-wise. And then we just noticed, like, if we could do for ourselves what they're trying to do on a bigger scale, but they're making, like, almost all the money, I would rather us just do half of what they can do and make our all of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, guys, I'm really glad you brought up the idea about treating it like a business because that's obviously, that's one element that you guys seem to have really down. You know, you really do have that that uh, that side of the business down, right? I mean, when I see some of the, the images of you guys doing your videos or whatever it is online, not only do you see this, um, this presentation that you guys have about dressing the same, so you got that image, but you got these great vehicles. And you got these great vehicles with their, their <laughs> logo and stuff. And I'm going, these guys are like, yeah, they're really like pushing the the, the whole promo side of things and, and making the image strong for yourselves. So where did that business yeah. sense come from? Ooh, I just, um, so the locals, uh, when we weren't in school, yeah, we had to go to a summer program that would teach us how to fill our applications and... Um, they also taught us how to run a business and like, that would be like a question. Like if you were to ever run your business, how, what would it, what would it be? What would the name be? What would the logo be? And then 
in our head, we're like, well, let's just think of what we could do like that. And then yeah. it just started clicking like, oh, we are a business pretty much. And at the time we weren't getting paid to do shows, yeah. but the more we looked into it, we were like, we should be getting paid to do shows. Yeah. That's great, guys, that you, you ran with that very basic, simple, uh, uh, you know, introduction that you had and created a business. It really sounds like what you guys are doing uh, can really benefit a lot of the people at this uh, International Indigenous Hip Hop Awards that are going on because there is other stuff going on besides the awards, right? They've got presentations, they've got artists, you've got uh, conversations going on with people in the industry and stuff like that. So yep. it sounds like uh, what you guys have going on as independents, you're telling me you are still independent. You're free of the industry. That gives you yes, tons yeah. of freedom. It gives you, uh, and, and and it looks like it's happening for you guys. You guys are, are, are doing well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still independent on both sides, even in the film industry that we're yeah. just now starting. Um, they did try to lock us in on that Actors Guild, but we would get paid more, <laughs> but at the same time, we're just like, do we really want to sign something up? Wow. Like that. <laughs> like is there anything about this event that uh, comes to mind for you guys that stands out that you think is important for people to know about? Maybe there's some artists that haven't clued in about the uh, the event yet that, that, you know, now that we're talking about it, they'll go, hey, I want to check this out. Man. Um, so there, there's a lot. It's virtual, but at the same time, the experience is going to be very intimate because they have like a meet and greet workshop so like each artist i think has their own booth that they can even be mm. uh that you can basically zoom call with them like a face-to-face -face. like a face-to-face -face and then you can just like you can ask them about their products they're selling or you could just you know fangirl on them <laughs> yeah just <laughs> You know, get to know them, ask them questions, and then it's just, like you said, it's more intimate. I think that makes the experience a lot better. And and then, to me, that's different than all the other award shows because, you know, people that are doing some award shows, they're just like, here's the award show, and that's it. <laughs> but you have this area where you can, like, virtually go into different people's platforms and be like, what are they doing? What are they doing? I think also uh, with the different artists' booths, they will possibly give the fans a sneak peek of new merchandise or new music. Mm -hmm. So you might get to see what's to come or what they just added that maybe you looked over on their website. Uh, yep. And there's uh, the giveaways. If you sign up for the giveaways. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's that's a plus. So can't beat free hey, a bunch of different things make it special yeah so guys you know uh the other thing that that people may find interesting is well there's a bunch of things about yourselves that i find really interesting in terms of how you find yourself within the hip-hop industry and why i say that is your for instance your very positive spin on things your your uh very um uh, out front, uh, you know, saying that, you know, about God, about your faith in God, right? You guys mm -hmm. are big on that, and you put it right out there. And, 
you know, as we know, the rap industry is not necessarily known for that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and not exactly a clean language uh, sort of industry either, you know? So how do you guys, how do you guys balance that? How do, you, uh, how, do you, how do you come to terms with that? Um, well, I, we just live. And we spit what we live. Mm. And, and I think we don't just aim to impress, but also impact. We know, we know the responsibility we have as influencers, influencers and we don't want to steer somebody in the wrong way that could potentially lead their life, mm. to, you know, to the grave or hurt somebody. Yeah, because if we were making like drug music or alcohol music and whatnot, and then somebody says, my, my, my brother, uh, he loved your music so much. And then we're like, where is he at? And then they'll be like, oh, he overdosed. Mm. And mm. in my head, if I made music like that, I would be like, that's my fault. You mm. feel a sense of responsibility. And I think that's what helps us to stay clean and, and to live it out. Not just, not even talking about just the music, but we live it. Yeah, yeah, we live it. So, so. I mean, that's, that's a plus. And, and the fact that, you know, people tell us, you know, their stories all the time, like, this this song helped me out through this situation and um that definitely gives us a boost which is like yeah. when you hear the testimonies people's lives changed or they thought about giving up and committing suicide and your song saved them that right there is powerful and we have a fan that had cancer her make a wish uh thing was to meet us and we prayed over her when we met and yeah she was her last wish was to meet us before she passed away because they only gave her like a month to live. Yeah. We prayed and over her. Prayed over her and the she cancer went home. gone. They tested her, cancer was gone. And that's on YouTube as well. So. That's cool. That's, <laughs> but, that's... Um, yeah, just, you know, the difference is, you know, like saving the future, saving the, our future generations, man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's spreading love. You know, guys. That comment that we have to be the difference, <laughs> like what you're saying, that's that's so uh, powerful to hear. And it's so wonderful to hear, you know, um, what what you said there about taking on responsibility and feeling responsible if you were doing that is such a, another fresh and really nice thing to hear, because I wish more people would stand up like that and and take on yeah. responsibility. We wish we wish that too. <laughs> There's a lot of artists like that are it. pushing. Yeah, it's 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 oversaturated with negativity. Yeah, especially in like mainstream radio or mm, like mm. stuff. So it it makes it ten times harder for people who don't want to hear that to dig for music mm -hmm. and find it because it's. Like you search, oh, let me find positive hip hop, and you still get that couple of ones that bleed through, or you get that one artist who did that one song, but the rest of their album is like, mm. so industry so flooded with just destructive music, yeah. And, yeah, and it makes it hard, like you said, for the yeah. positive influencers to to break through that. And to any hip hop artist that's out there listening, <clears throat> you get more um, opportunities. You get more opportunities yes. with clean music. It opens doors. <laughs> it gives us opportunities to perform at uh, youth events, schools, churches. 
I mean, state fairs, state fairs, or you name it, because and the different TV shows yeah. can play yeah. your music, soundtracks from movies. You don't need a radio edit. Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. just opens so many doors. That's Stay great. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great, guys. Great to hear all that stuff. You know, um, I know you guys didn't grow up um, around your culture, right? You you weren't exposed to that, I believe, when you were younger. Right. No, we didn't really get into native culture till our late teens. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started. We grew up in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a mm-hmm. lot of uh, natives and other people that don't understand us don't understand. We grew up in the city. Yeah, it was either hanging around white folks, Mexicans, or black folks. And mm. yeah, we was in much, the hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much lived in the black neighborhood. So that was it. That's who we had to hang with. And then we didn't speak Spanish. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just, you know, so, the, the accent followed. Yeah. So a lot of people was like, why you talk black? I'm like, I, I can fake an accent, but I it ain't gonna stay with me. Right, right. <laughs> so the reason I brought that up is because what you, what it feels like to me, uh, is that that whole idea about being positive, about thinking of the future and thinking of others and taking that res- taking on responsibility, seems very much like an indigenous perspective. Ah, yes. uh, yeah. Well, um, we did grow up in the um, Indian Baptist Church. Indian Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. We went to Indus Indian Baptist Church, and then like that's pretty much the only Indian. It was like just Indian church stuff that we had with that. But they, the church that we went to, didn't really uh, at that time didn't agree with powwows and stuff. So they mm. never promoted mm. powwow events. They mm. never had too much culture and so, stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, but we started learning in high school about Native culture, and then somebody. Uh, from Indian Club invited us to a powwow, and we went, and we was just hooked. <laughs> this is it. It's like what we've been missing this out our it. whole life. Feel it in my spirit. Yeah, yeah. And then, that's... <laughs> you know, we just started learning from there, like just different stuff, like mm. the medicines and the sweats and the ceremonies and just everything. And then like the food, I'm like, oh my goodness. It just started clicking, and you can kind of tell in our music like we were just rapping about clubbing and partying, and and like <laughs> and it was Christian club parties and stuff like that because we live in the city. We started like uh, Christian nightclubs and try to give kids outlets to to stay off the street. But yeah. once we started getting into that our culture, we was like, oh snap, pal, wow. wow. Keep it banging like you can hear the transition in our albums from around the 2003 to 2000 and, and forward yeah, is so when it kind of changes. Matter of fact, what really kicked it off is he had to write a song called Rain Dance in high school. They forward um, my senior year, I was going out every year, I performed at the talent show. They did not have a talent show my senior year. Mm. So I looked for something to get into and they had this cultural day and they said in order for me to perform, I'd have to write a song that was cultural and educational. And <laughs> so dance was born. <laughs> That's when I started getting in the books and looking online and digging into our history and it just grew from there, man. God is good. 
That's great. That's good stuff. That's all great stuff. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa, 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. And of course, you can listen, well, you can take us with you anywhere you go if you download the iHeartRadio app. And then, uh, yeah, carry on and listen to us. My guests here on Moment of Truth today are Mike Bone. They have joined me on the show. They are the hosts for the International Indigenous Hip Hop Awards, which is taking place May 22nd and 23rd, host city of Winnipeg, Manitoba. They will be coming in virtually from their home in Oklahoma. And that's where I have them now, and I'm speaking to them about the event and, of course, about themselves. And uh, we've been talking a lot about them, not to take away from the, the Hip Hop Awards and this, in, this great uh, trade show and things that's going to be happening, but because as we started to talk about this, I really, really realized that, that these guys have a lot to offer uh, up-and-coming Indigenous hip hop artists that uh, will take, uh, and hopefully they can take advantage of some of the experience that, that Mike Bone uh, have uh, have to offer throughout this uh, this these two days, so um, so little Mike and Funny Bone are the two guys that make up Mike Bone, and as I said, they are my guests here on the show, and it's been a, a pleasure speaking with them. Now, there's a couple of other things that you guys mentioned. You talked about uh, the parties and things that you have going on, and uh, and you mentioned Christian, but. I don't get a sense that you guys really push the Christian element in your song. You push the positive, right? You push the yeah. positive. And there is that yeah, so Christian element in there. But the, the label Christian has been tarnished yeah. since way back. Uh, we really learned that uh, doing our history about Native Americans and versus Christians. And mm-hmm. so like it's been tarnished. We do believe in Christ and we do live for Christ. But like, it's just a different approach than what normally a regular Christian would be because we don't think that Native American uh, medicines or witchcraft, we know that it was a gift from God of knowledge about certain elements that he gave to us that actually worked. Mm. And we knew that, you know, that we were a prayerful people mm-hmm. and we didn't, you know, we didn't really worship the elements or the stars or whatever we knew that we were worshiping the creator of that substance, mm. the creator of the sun, the creator of the water. Yeah. And we honored the earth. We respected what creator created. And so that's how I feel like that's how Native Americans have such a closer cre- a connection to creator. The only difference is people came with a book and gave creator a name. That's yeah. the only difference. Mm. He told us his stories and you got different people that uh now now because of all the stuff that has happened and they like he said they tarnished the name Christian and yeah so they don't. tarnished Jesus's name and it just you can't put that on God what people have done in, in His name I mean you can look at it now even churches now and and pastors and all people now are still doing things I mean, we all have free will. Some people are just evil. Well, I I like what you guys are saying there. And certainly you mentioned uh, Christianity and the name being tarnished. And and certainly that has come out of the past. I mean, we've we've heard about the interpretation that 
many Christians in the past took towards indigenous people and beliefs that, that indigenous people had and all of that stuff. And we don't need to go down that road, but we all know it, right? So uh, it's cool that you guys have managed to bridge those things and pull them together and, uh, and are moving this forward. Uh, it's all wonderful stuff. Now, but the thing is, in this industry that you are in, in hip-hop, um, the other side of this is you guys didn't have a wonderful life growing up either. You, you guys had your own troubles that you know you're not coming out of this without knowledge you're calling into this right. industry and stuff yeah, we got with... our we got our share of war wounds uh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I, I mean i used to when i was really young like when i'm talking about young super young 11 i was banging and it just wasn't helping saw somebody get killed and i was like yeah i'm not doing this no more <laughs> so i luckily i was one of those hard-headed kids that would learn from other people's mistakes and I wouldn't do that again. So like, <clears throat> saw somebody got killed for representing. I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> then I got arrested many times for doing stupid stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. And slowly grew out of it um, at an early age, pretty much like 14 or 13, but like I started, I had to, you know, go through therapy and church helped. Um, changing my music really helped. Yes. Because. Um, Words are powerful. Yeah. Because mm. I, 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 what was it? The therapist told me there's something that's, that keeps drawing me back to my issues or whatever. And they kind of like, you know, knew about how influence, how influential music is. And they asked me, what do I listen to? And I was just like, yeah, yeah. And they were like, you should change it. And then my uncle gave me a CD of T-Bone and Gospel Gangsters and um, Carmen. And I just started looking up for myself. Like there was SS Mob, Petty D, Petty D. I'm like, man, I didn't even know this was all out here. And then there was Striper. There was like all these other, you know, when you start searching for yourself, the music you want to listen to, you can find some stuff. Don't just settle for what's on the radio, you know? So yeah, that the my music change helped. And then from there, me searching for artists also gave me an outlet of, you know, not lashing out on people. Because mm. I, I would think of the songs that I was listening to where they basically did a song about, you know, getting out of the situation instead of me going back to other songs where it would motivate me to, oh, you want to, oh, you want to bang? Let's do the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's different when you're like, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to get through. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um there was there was a question there that I wanted to to bring up, but I got lost in what you were saying, so it's completely gone. Um, so so the other thing though, guys, um, about your your history and and your past, um, uh, and this is more of a personal question because we were talking about this off the top. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned to you that when I started to do some research on on you guys, I saw this interview with your mom, whose name is Tammy Moses. And uh, you started oh, yeah. off the conversation with me uh, saying, hey, my name's David Moses. That's your grandfather's name. 
So, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's kind of neat that there's this, uh, is there a connection? Who knows? Um, you know, there, there's more research to be done there for sure because we're, we're miles away from each other. And uh, and as I said, my home community is Six Nations, and I'm, I'm Lenape or, or Delaware, more commonly known as, and you guys are Pawnee. So yeah. I don't know if there's any any mixing in there. I have no idea what the history is, and uh, that's something for, for us to, to... A whole lot of snagging going on. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing, I know what I was going to ask you about. You guys mentioned this, and that is that you go out and you go to schools, you do stuff to help youth. You go to schools, you go out and help people and, uh, and, and do these, these sessions with, with kids and youth, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We try to be a blessing. Uh, we're blessed to be a blessing. So we try to do that at any opportunity we get. Mm. Yeah, so um, what we used to do is we used to work for Youth for Christ. Mm. And we would go to um, high schools and middle schools and feed the kids pizza and basically give them a little inspiration, like, inspiration yeah. to like a motivational speech <laughs> and whatnot. And then also we would invite them to our nightclub at the time. So <laughs> they'd be like, nightclub? We ain't old enough to go to the club. And we're like, yo, it's you go to this club. Nightclub. Teenage nightclub. The only juice was lemonade and orange juice. <laughs> Oh, the Jesus juice. Remember that? We used to uh, make a special Jesus juice. We call it Jesus juice. We <laughs> mix different, like pineapple and lemonade. And, oh, man. It was good. Nice. But, yeah, um, but, yeah, we would motivate the kids, and we were pretty much good at that because I think we were the only people that had <laughs> the music that the kids liked. Mm, that's where it was. It was just like... Because all the other people that tried to run positive nightclubs had, like, church music. Kurt Franklin. I mean, Kurt Franklin's cool, but if that's all you're spinning yeah. at a nightclub. So people people will hear the music, especially at the schools. Like, when we would do the outreaches at the schools, I would be playing music. And they'd be like, you can't play that song here. And they'd be like, <laughs> oh, no, it's the remix. And then they'd be like, the remix? They'd be like, oh, that's it. That's a godly remix. <laughs> I, and they, they'd just be like, I don't know if I could jam to that because I feel wrong now. <laughs> mm. uh, interesting. But it, it, we would just be like, yo, you, you don't need to listen to those kind of lyrics because there's other people out here that's doing it. And they sound just as, as dope as the person that mm. actually made the song or even better. Right, right. Uh, there's two other things I want to ask you about uh, just before we finish up, guys. One is you mentioned uh, film work that you're getting into, right? And I know you guys have either uh, started to uh, film this, the Reservation Dogs that you're in. Um, and So tell us about that. Reservation Dogs is a new TV series. It's a comedy about natives in Oklahoma. And we play Moe's and Miko. And it's going to be premiering in August this year so uh there's a bunch of different awesome cast members sterling harjo and and take watiti are some of the writers and producers of this uh it's picked up by disney so it's gonna be on disney plus wow. fx and hulu um i mean shoot there's a, a lot of cool folks on this show and, and yeah so like you said it's a comedy drama um and it's indigenous inspired 
So like all the stories are from uh, a, an indigenous perspective of people who actually lived on a res. Yes, mm. sir. Um, the city was our reservation, so yeah. <laughs> that's as close as we got to <laughs> the city. But I mean, we've been to so many reservations that we were like, oh, this is the same in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, so um, we, we do bring that uh, perspective of those Native Americans who who are in love with the urban outlet culture of hip hop. And so we try to bring that in there and mm-hmm. uh, just let it let it be known that you can be res and hip hop at the same time. Cool. But yeah, it's just all right. That's that's great for for people to be looking forward to. Thanks for telling us all about that. That's and I guess there's another another possibility for artists that uh, you know. I don't know if it's the image that is contributing to that for you guys. You know, in in the, in the kind of pr- presentation that you have that is opening up those doors in different areas uh, for this opportunity. I don't know, but um, it it sounds like you guys are are certainly doing uh, and it's working for you guys. Obviously, that's that's the main thing, right? I'm glad I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> especially uh, in these times. Yeah, because yeah. like when the COVID hit, all the shows started canceling. Yeah. We was like. Oh no! What are we gonna do? Sitting at home with nothing to do. These bills is gonna stack up, and then all of a sudden somebody came through with, with an audition, and we we're like, ah, I guess it's something to do. Mm. We didn't think we was gonna get the part. We just sitting there <laughs> reading the script. Matter of fact, we even cut out the cuss words in the script, so that's why we didn't think <laughs> we was gonna get the part. Yeah. Nice. We was letting them know, like, we don't cuss, but we sold it. That's great. We, we changed the words and we sold it sold the characters and they were like those are the ones we need you know what that's great guys because that's exactly i think what we need is more people that are standing up and saying you know what i'm not going to go along with this if you want me this is how i mean this is how it's going to happen and and you guys are you guys are doing that so more power to you that's that's so so wonderful and so fresh to hear thank you so much man yeah we just i don't know we try to live what we what who we are I have a question for you, and and I ha- it's yeah. something that came to me when I first saw the Rain Dance song, and I'm wondering about this. Okay, <laughs> just wondering. Go ahead. Did you get any negative feedback from that song from the indigenous community? Ooh, yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, especially from natives calling us fake natives, mm. uh, <laughs> or so basically they felt offended mm. because uh, of the Rain Dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a popular dance to other people besides indigenous people. Mm. But really, native, uh, actual native rain dance that we took it from ground blessing. was a ground blessing mm. that someone did that looked similar to us to Little John's A-Town Stomp. And we were like, let's steal that, take it back, take it back and mm. give it back to the natives so that People know the uh, it's a origi- it's origins. Yeah, and then the lyrics, just because people got offended with just the hook, um, the lyrics are basically a history class, in in this in this in the sense. Yeah, because he had to do all this research to write the lyrics, and so like, it was basically all my research that I did in the lyrics. Right. And just trying to give people a little, uh, little knowledge on 
some of the stuff I found out. So. Yeah, so basically it is a song from city natives who just found out about their culture, who are in love with their culture, and the rain dance was born. And so something that most natives who get offended with that song don't know is there's other city natives out there that are not in love with their culture. And they hear that song and be like, yo, I'm a native too. And that's probably the first time they even represent it as a native yeah. or indigenous person. And they're like, that song gave me pride about my culture and I want to learn more. Mm. So, so it's just because the song offended some other yeah. people, yeah. that song is helping others. Yeah. So and it's awareness building. I so, mean, yeah. you win some, yes. you lose some, but we did not write it as an as an offensive song. Mm. We wrote it because we were in love with our culture and we wanted to express that in a song. And they are the voices of Mike Bone. And they are Little Mike and Funny Bone that make up Mike Bone. Been a pleasure having him on the show talking about the indigenous, the international indigenous hip hop awards taking place May 22nd, 23rd. Go online and you can find out more about that event if you go to indigenoushiphopawards.com. You can find out all the details there. You can get tickets. You can attend all the great stuff that's going on. My name's David Moses. I'm your host of Moment of Truth. It's always a pleasure to have you with us each and every day right here on Element FM and Moment of Truth. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.